Welcome to Losing a Child, Always Andy's Mom. On this podcast, we journey through the devastating experience of the death of a child. Grief is seldom discussed openly in our culture, and the death of a child makes people feel even more uncomfortable. We approach the topic openly and honestly, speaking to people who have lost loved ones and experts who help care for them. Whether you are a parent experiencing loss or someone who wants to support another going through this tragedy, this podcast strives to offer hope and help. Welcome to episode 65 of Losing a Child, Always Andy's Mom. I'm Marcy Larson, Andy's mom. I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest, Robin. By the end of our interview just a couple of days ago, I really felt like I had discovered a new friend, and I know that you will all feel that way as well. She just has something about her that is inviting and loving. Today, she talks about the loss of her son, Zach, but really, Robin has gone through a lot of struggles in her life, and I feel like I really just touched on what she has to offer. If you want to learn more about her story, please go to her website, robincarns.com. That website is spelled R-O-B-Y-N-K-A-R-N-S.com. On that website, you can learn more about her and buy some of her beautiful jewelry that she now sells in honor of her late son, Zach. I also want to give one more reminder to please uh, submit your stories for those two special episodes that I'm doing on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. I have actually decided not to call the first one Messages of Hope Part 2, but to instead call it Messages from Heaven, because it really seems like that is a more fitting title, given the stories that have been submitted already and the stories I've gotten to read and listen to. So again, you can email me either audio recordings of yourself saying telling the story or uh, just an email copy. So far, I have put together enough for about half of an episode for that one. So I would love, love, love to have more people write in with their little stories. I think overall, it will be a really encouraging thing to listen to on Christmas Eve, a day that will certainly be difficult for all of us who are grieving these great, great losses. The second episode is the What I Wish I Had Known episode, and that one I have really only had one submission so far. Thank you so much for that, but please uh, write in with those, with little ideas, things that were helpful, things that were not helpful, just little tidbits on things that you wish you'd have known at the beginning that it might have made your journey just a little bit lighter than it was. So thank you for considering both of these. Again, you can email me either an audio recording or an email to Marcy, M-A-R-C-Y at andysmom.com. I hope to be able to share many, many stories uh, for both of these episodes. So thank you. And for now, please enjoy my good friend, Robin. Thank you so much, Robin, for agreeing to come on the show today. I really look forward to talking with you. Thank you for having me. 
It's an honor. Thank you. Well, why don't you start out by telling our audience just a little bit about yourself and about Zach? My name is Robin Carnes, and I am from Florida, but moved away and was living in Texas and just was, I just moved back to Florida. I left my kids and my grandkids behind, but I know I'm supposed to be here. So it's just me and a little Frenchie and in this little place. And I now design jewelry and that came about after losing Zach. That's what, um, not, but it was nothing that I'd ever done, but God kind of just planted that in my heart and laid it in my lap and opened doors that I, I mean, it was, it was nothing planned, but he gave that to me, the God, God gave that to me to heal and to be able to share. And it just kicked off this jewelry line um, with purpose and meaning. And my jewelry is, a lot of it is based on the experiences we had after, well, before Zach died and after Zach died with, you know, like I'm wearing the shield of faith earrings and I have a warrior cuff I make for the warrior moms. I've written letters um, that goes along with the warrior cuffs for moms that have lost. I meet with moms that have lost and um, kind of cheer them on and and kind of coach them into leaning in on Jesus, even whenever you're numb, whenever you feel like you are barely even breathing, that he's there and that even whenever you don't feel like it, you're still a warrior. I think as moms are, you know, we're born that way. When, well, whenever we become parents. And all of my jewelry is, you know, named my leather earrings are named after my daughters. And the other pieces are things that came. Uh, the, the main thing was the anchor because that was my son's. That was his, his thing, the anchor. And I never got it until after he passed. But he really, that, that was his hope in, in God was, you know, so the anchor represented that. So I make jewelry with hope and the scriptures and the anchor and the warrior cuffs have the scriptures of putting on our armor. And yeah, I really appreciate that. I know myself, I wear a bracelet that says be still on it. Those yeah. are, that was my son's favorite Bible verse. So I wear that all the time. Listen, and I, I have, that. I have his thumbprint on a necklace around my neck. So oh, I, do I get to see yours too. Here's mine. So you can see it on the camera. The audience can't see it at all, but we can see each other. Right. Yes. But it is beautiful to have that just near, near and close to your heart. So yes. I appreciate the fact that you do jewelry because that actually means a lot to me already, even oh. before I knew you. And so when you're organization really reached out to be on the podcast I thought this is really very good timing because I knew that I had an opening here in December and I thought what a wonderful Christmas gift you could give yourself as a morning <laughs> parents yeah. as a little bit of yeah. jewelry to kind of designed by someone who feels your pain and knows your pain so thank thank you I mean it's um it's a blessing mm -hmm. it's a blessing and it's a blessing whenever I am able to I mean, actually meet with the moms and put the warrior cuff on their wrist, you know, and tell them. Because you just don't feel like a warrior. I mean, no, not at all. I, I mean, no, we'll go no. into this a little bit later, but right. I, I feel like when you're going through it, you feel yeah. so weak and everyone says to you, I don't know how you're doing it. You're so strong. And you're looking at them like, <laughs> I am not. I am right. not. I am barely right. able to get up in the morning. There is no strength in me, but 
it does take a tremendous amount of strength to get up in the morning. So yes, even it when it doesn't yeah. feel like it, you are. So something like a warrior bracelet is an actual solid reminder of the fact that, you know what, it takes a warrior to even get up. It yes. takes a warrior to get dressed in the morning. It takes a warrior to even put it on. So it is beautiful. But yes. before we jump to that, I do yeah. want you to talk about Zach and tell us about Zach because I got to read uh, about him and he just sounds like a cool guy. Very cool. Very cool. He was my firstborn and he and I pretty much grew up together. I got married very young. Um, very young and I had Zach at 17 and then his sister at 19. He was my, oh, he was my buddy. He was my, he, he was the sweetest, most loving, calm, tender. Oh, he was so tender. I mean, he was so tender. He didn't mind being a man that cried, you know, I mean, he was a tender heart. He loved his family. He loved people at all ages, it didn't matter. Kids were always drawn to him. But as a little boy, he was just always the cutest, sweetest little thing, you know. And then whenever he was in second, third grade, he struggled in school. And then, you know, they told us he was ADHD. And this was 30, oh my God, 30 years ago. Anyways, 20 something years ago, because he would be 31, I think 31 in April. Yeah. So anyways, um, that was something that we just were like, what? We believed in God and, you know, it's the healer and it's going to be okay. And we aren't going to put him on medication. We are not going to, you know, go because everybody else is doing this. And I remember whenever um, we went to the doctor, they told us that he also was, he struggled with depression. I said, not Zach. This little boy is happy, you know, not Zach. And we went through that for quite a few years and he was on some medication. We, I mean, we finally, you know, we went that route mm -hmm. and he did do well. He didn't like to take it, but he did well. And he, you know, we went through school, he played sports, he played golf. He was just, he was amazing. And everybody loved him. Whenever he was older and we had some traumatic things and go on in our life, uh, their dad was killed whenever he was 18. And that just sent him on a, on a spiral. And whenever him being that age, he didn't want to take his medicine anymore. And it just, you know, his depression became worse. And then it was self-medicating. And, but yet still, it never changed his heart. He never turned into, you know, through the addiction and the depression, he never turned into this. People didn't believe me whenever I told them that he struggled with depression. They said, not him. Right. And they hide it so well because they're the love, they're their love. They love to share. They love to care for people. You know, they take everything that they deal with and they just mask it with going out and making everybody else feel like the most important person in the world. Mm -hmm. That's where it started. And, and then over the last 10 years, it was his battle of depression and then addiction. And then he went to a rehab in, in Florida here and spent four months and then he came to Texas and then we, he went into another rehab once, you know, we got him there. He spent a few months there and then he got out. And then as soon as we went to church, he signed us up for everything 
like everything you could sign up for all the community outreach and i said what are you doing i don't want to do all this stuff you know i my calling is not little kids that's your calling but not my calling why are you signing me up for the water slide you know and uh but we were partners we he was my partner he was my buddy and even through the struggles you know i never i didn't en enable him but i all i never turned my back on him mm -hmm. and i just you know, would try to talk him through the shame, the guilt, if he would fall and say, we have to shake it off and we'll just keep shaking it off until it's over. So he had even gone on a missions trip to Ecuador, which he thought, I mean, it was like, that was the greatest thing that he was chosen. You know, he was able to share his own testimony and he just was, he was everybody's best friend. He was a guy who could make everyone feel like they were the most important person in the room. And he did. He accomplished that with every person that he ever came in contact with. His best friends are were my circle of best friends. And I think that that helped in the grieving process because uh, not that, you know, I wanted them to grieve too, but they, they were there. Yeah. It really helps to grieve together. Yes, it does. And whenever he passed the next, that day, the day that it happened. And I got the call from my youngest son. I had, I really don't even know how many messages from girls he went to school with that would say he was always such a gentleman. He never ever tried, he was never disrespectful. Whenever I felt like I was the lowest person, you know, in the world with my choices, he would speak life into me. And without any intentions other than just to encourage young women. And he, I, that made me so proud. Yeah. Yeah. And whenever um, we had his funeral, there was so many that stepped up and said, wow, I thought I was his best friend. Well, I thought I was his best friend. But he had many. He had many. And he always gave everything. He always gave his whole heart. If a, if a husband was deployed, you know, in the National Guard, Zach would go be the rent -a husband or, you know, the rent -a dad. And he would, he would go hang out. He would take care of their kids. He would help them do laundry. He was just that guy. Mm -hmm. And, and the, uh, the husbands trusted him because they knew he was that guy. They knew the, the heart that he had. Well, and the fact that so many people thought he was their best friend just goes to show how special he made everyone feel. Because your best yeah. friend makes you feel special. So that's, I'm sure, why they felt that way. Oh, they felt, yeah. All, they all felt very special. And um, he even had, he had a lot of best friends on Xbox, the Xbox. Mm -hmm. He played games. And I used to, like, I would say, can you please come, can you come over and help me do this? Because, you know, he was my project partner, too. We do things with our hands. And he would be like, Mom, can I, uh, you know, have a game, let me play this game, and then whatever. Well, after he passed, I became friends with his gaming buddies. And they mourned. They mourned so hard that they quit. They couldn't even play. A few months after he passed, I had one message me and said, you know, I don't want to bother you, but I really wanted to tell you this. And I, I don't even know if this is going to make sense, but I, I just wanted to, wanted you to know that I'm going to be baptized tomorrow. And I said, oh, okay. Well, that that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that with me. I said, can you tell me what what happened what happened you know like what made him come to this point and i didn't know this but he was he had been raised an atheist mm -hmm. and he said i just wish i could tell zach 
And I said, well, I'm sure that he knows. Yeah. I said, did he talk to you about the Lord? He said, no, ma'am. I said, no. And he said, no, he just lived. Yeah. And Zach was so honest and real. And he lived with these guys, you know, for hours and hours, for years. And he would share, you know, oh, I have to go. I've got to go to, to church. I've got to play Santa Claus. I got to be the Easter Bunny. Um, I've got to go help deliver meals on Thanksgiving and carve turkeys, or I'm going on a missions trip, or I'm really down. I'm really having a hard time, guys. And the fact that someone was saved in, well, there's, I'll tell a little bit about that too. Because of Zach's life, the real, just living his life, not preaching, not condemning. Never did he make that guy feel like he was less than because he wasn't a believer. Never. And what happened with that guy, he was in his living room and he was very suicidal. He was very suicidal. He had, he had struggled with depression and he was ready to, he was thinking of ways to commit suicide. And he said, okay, God, if you're really real, then you will take this right now. You will meet me here and this will go away. And God did that for him. Wow. So there were many, there were many that changed their life. Not only because of Zach's life, but because of his death. Mm -hmm. So that's what the Lord has done for me. Because I, in the loss, I said, you know, God, I can't live here another day on this earth. I know I have other kids, but I can't live here without you turning this around for your glory, for your kingdom. There's no way that the loss of Zach, our Zach, can be for nothing. So here I am. Mm -hmm. And I know that he is so proud because Zach thought that I was the best thing. He named me the goat, the greatest of all time. You know, and he was my biggest fan. He was my biggest cheerleader. And I can hear him now. I don't get a pass to stay in sorrow because Zach would just not have it. You know, he would be like, no, mom, you got this. So what was happening with Zach in those kind of end days for him? I knew that he was struggling again. And he went to work with my youngest son in the oil field close to the border in Texas. He worked on a separate site and he was doing not, he worked the night shift. Mm -hmm. Well, for Zach, that depression, you know, almost like kind of like seasonal depression, but working all night in the dark, sleeping all day, you know, with yeah. in the dark with the light, you know, with the blinds closed and everything and not having his people to talk to and bounce off of. That would seclude him. He hated, he hated being alone. There was something that he hated it. I knew that he was struggling. The kids knew. They were texting him. They were calling him. And that night, we had gone through a lot of stuff. I, my husband had had a double stroke in May. My mom literally died on the table in May. And this was a healthy woman. But anyway, she wound up having a colostomy and stuff. So I had been in Florida. And I was like just tapped out. I was just spent on caring for everyone else. Mm -hmm. And I got back to Texas and my husband had to have surgery within four days of getting back from Florida to Texas after caring and then caring for my husband is whenever I got the call that Zach died from my youngest son. And then he was four hours away. So what happened was 
I've also thought it was this amazing Christian group and Zach's supervisor actually provided him with the drugs and Zach overdosed. Oh, wow. Yeah. The night before that, I was about to crawl in the bed and I just, and I knew he was struggling and I said, okay, God, I've prayed all the prayers I can pray. And I, he's just, he's in your hands. And that's what I said. And I went to sleep mm-hmm. and never did I think that this would be how Zach healed, not praying like we had prayed, not uh, Zach going and, and, and into ministry himself. You know, this is not the way it was going to end at all. Right. So right. that phone call, you know, I, the first thing I screamed was, okay, first of all, God, why, why am I Zach? Yeah. Why Zach? Why now? That didn't make sense, the now part. Why now? And then I screamed at Satan and I said, you know, you think that this is going to break me. If you think that I'll stop serving the Lord, I won't. You won't break me. And then my next prayer was, God, please don't let my kids turn away from you. Because they had dealt with, lo- you know, the loss of their dad. And then Zach, like, and in that moment, God answered that because my youngest son that I was more concerned about being that the one kid, he called our associate pastor that lived down the road. And he said, please get to my mom. Can you please get to my mom? So I knew then that Garrett knew that God was what was going to pull us through this. Mm-hmm. And then my kids just grew closer to him. So I'm thankful. Well, that is amazing because that's not certainly always the case at all. I know. You know, I've certainly had struggles. I think we all have had some amount of struggle. And I remember my pastor telling me many, many times, as long as you keep being mad at God, you're still in a relationship with God and he can take it. So I thought if I if I felt myself starting to get ambivalent, then I knew I was in trouble. If I would turn to God in times of weakness for strength, or if I just be mad and scream at God, really, (laughs) either way, I was still in relationship. Exactly. And and it was a huge uh, comfort to me to know that even a cruddy relationship was better than no relationship at that point in time. So it could be rocky and that was all right. I'm glad yours wasn't rocky, but I, the same can't be said for everyone. Oh, in those moments, don't think that I didn't get mad at God. I was mad. Yeah. He expects it. Of course he expects Mm -hmm. it. He knows us. He knows everything about us he knows our thoughts he knows it all so and actually i co i say i coach i don't even want to use that word coach but i explain that part to other moms because i have so many moms that are like i don't want to be mad at god Uh, but i can't help it i was like hold on a minute let me explain something to you be mad at him talk to him take it to him yes as long as you're taking it to him he you're working it out with him even whenever you feel numb even whenever you feel like you're, you're dishonoring him. No, he wants you to be real with him. You take it to him. If you have to scream, if you have to kick, we all do that. So it's all like giving them that permission to go through that grieving process is that's huge. Cause a lot of people, we as Christians, I think we're kind of raised that, you know, with God, everything's are, everything is great. Mm-hmm. It is, that's all you need. And you're supposed to have this unexplainable joy at all times. 
And even though there is this unexplainable peace, even through all of this, it's okay. Be real. And, and if you're good and you do God's will, then you'll be blessed. I, blessed. I mean, I had a very hard time doing, um, I've been in a Bible study for a long time and we studied the Old Testament and my word, the Old Testament is full of, if you do good, God will bless you. If you do yes. good, God will bless you. That's the whole thing. And I didn't realize how much of the Old Testament is like that. And so yeah. I talked to my pastor about it and he was like, I don't think maybe this is the study for you this year. I think you no. just can't do this because no. then he talked to me about Jesus and yeah. and that's not what Jesus says, right? Exactly. He, he will say that you, if the morning are being blessed, I mean, right. you yeah. are, who sinned this man or his parents, neither yeah. this man or his parents said. Right. Yeah. So this is so important. And for me, I kind of had to really stay away from certain parts of the Bible in some way that yeah. was more that prosperity gospel, you know, that if you oh, yeah. do this, yeah. then great things yeah. will happen to you because that's not how I was living. And no. if, and it just was too hard because if you go there, then you have to go to the point where, well, this really horrible thing happened to me. So I guess that means I wasn't good enough or I did something wrong or Andy did something wrong or yeah. something like that. And that I wasn't okay with. And I think that's where people struggle. I think yeah. that's where people lose their faith yes. is because yes, it well, is. I was good and he was good. And now this bad thing right. happened. So he just must not even be real. You know, and there are things like that. Whenever you have such a, whenever you have a real relationship with, with the Lord and you, you understand, well, I mean, it's a growing relationship until we're on the other side, but whenever you have that relationship with him, there's a lot of things that I know that I've learned just through my relationship with him that I did, you know, I didn't pick it up out of the Bible. And, and it's a, just like, like that scripture, his ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. And until you have that relationship where he's my best friend, I talk to him all day long, every day, you know, all day about everything. I take everything to him. Whenever I, this morning I was feeling so out, like out of sorts, just because I'm anxious about these talks, but I'm like, okay, God, you just tell me, let's talk. I'm here. No, I'm going to let you talk. And I'm just going to sit here and you listen. What do you want me to do today? What do you want from me today? Because that's where I am. And in, in my walk is just, what do you want from me? Whatever you want, I'm going to do. Because I know what you've done. I, I couldn't even, people are so shocked that it's only been 17 months since I lost Zach. And they keep saying, you're so strong. I was like, this is not my strength in any way. Mm -hmm. This is just my obedience. That's it. But I think that we do. And also on the flip side of that, about the prosperity gospel is also, I'll just say this. I felt like I was always going to go to hell because I was never going to measure up <laughs> to what they expected of me. And I never knew the love of Jesus. I knew all the other, I knew the father, the punisher, you know, even though that's not the way it was, but that's the way I, I grew up in church. And it wasn't until it's been about 11 years ago that I really had that experience with Jesus, the, the love. I know that we've also, I'm sure you have heard that if you die in sin, you know, like how Zach died, that you just automatically don't make it. You go to hell. 
and that was something or commit suicide you know so that was something the next day i said surely god he's with you surely he's with you he loved you mm-hmm. he wanted to be the best for you that was answered very 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 quick very quick i actually had a dream of zach with he was kneeling by jesus and he was actually interceding for us in prayer and my family has had other dreams so i know where he is and i can speak on that that we think we're too broken and too messed up made too many mistakes that that love he just can't love us like that to take us home but he loves Zach that much he loved him so much he did not want to see him hurt anymore he was tired of seeing him suffer and go through all of the shame and guilt and i know that in that moment he says, okay, come on home. Yep. And now Zach is whole and he's healed and he's happy. And then for us, the other side is we don't have to worry about him anymore. Yeah. I mean, after 10 years of those setbacks and I don't even want to say letdowns because it never mattered. I loved him regardless, you know, right. But for him, that was what broke my heart. It hurt me to watch him hurt himself and then hit the guilt because he hated hurting other people. He hated to let them down. That was his biggest problem. I mean, it, that, that ate him up was hurting other people. Mm-hmm. Now he doesn't have to do that anymore. Yeah. How did the jewelry start? <laughs> Not with him in mind, honestly. <laughs> no. It wasn't. The jewelry came... I, we had, I had opened up a, an event planning business cause I did, you know, weddings and stuff. I'd opened that up and Zach was my partner. And then after he passed, I, I was, it just wasn't going to happen anymore. But I thought, okay, well, let me close the showroom. And then I will, I wanted to make leather earrings. That's all I can tell you. I wanted to make leather earrings. And I said, well, let me get that machine, which I had no idea about you know, that cricket machine. I didn't know anything about it other than people did a lot of t-shirts and stuff, but I did not want to do that. I just wanted to cut leather. So I got the leather and I don't know, I downloaded a couple of templates and then I was like, oh great, I'm going to make me and my daughter some earrings because I didn't want to pay anyone else for them, you know, <laughs> uh, and I'm, I do things with my hands. So I knew I could do it. So I started making the earrings and I posted on Facebook, kind of like to up, just let everyone know I'm alive. I'm playing with this leather now. And then everybody was like, oh my gosh, are you going to sell them? Do you ship? Where can I get them? And I said, wait, what? I was, just making, I was just making them for my daughters. So I had a conference that I was doing with another lady in ministry. And I had a vendor table for my event planning. And I said, I do not want to do that table. I did. I was actually part of the event coordinator. Oh, I didn't want to do the event. God did some crazy, amazing things in that too. And I set up a little, well, right before that, right before that happened, I was sitting one night making the leather earrings and I'm texting my kids. You know, we have the family group text and I'm texting. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, guess what? I can, I'm, I think I'm going to sell these earrings. And then as I'm texting them, it was like the Lord was just, just pouring, pouring this on me. I said, oh my gosh, and I can tell Zach's story. <gasps> the anchors, I can make anchor jewelry. And it just kept, it, I mean, it, this was, I was texting and I was just freaking out because it all was just coming right out. 
and then it it took off. I mean, it took off. And then I said, I have to write Zach's story. I know I have to write his story. So November of last year, it's only been a year ago, I was able to write his story and what the anchor meant. Which you have to explain here because people okay. haven't read the story. I have. Oh, yeah. I know what the anchor means, but they don't know. So go into that now. So the anchor for Zach for years he talked about this anchor tattoo and i said i don't get it he was like what do you mean mom i was like why the anchor and he said mom i am anchored in christ and i said okay but it didn't make sense because he struggled you know Mm -hmm. and i and i'm like okay a month before he passed he got the anchor tattoo Mm -hmm. just a month before he passed And I got to hear the story from the tattoo artist that did it. And after he got it, he sent me, and you know, I didn't even, I wasn't able to see him after that because he went down south to work. But he sent me pictures and he was like, mom, isn't this the coolest thing? You know, he finally got this anchor tattoo. Well, he told me he was anchored in Christ. After he passed, I realized really what it was for him. And that was his, it was his visual because it was on his forearm but it was his visual that even though, even through his times of, um, you know, whenever he would fall or whatever he was dealing with, that he held on to that. And it was his hope. Mm -hmm. So after he passed, I got into his Google account and I found, you know, like his pictures and stuff. And there was a, he was heavy. He, He was heavy after, you know, not taking medication all those years, he got really heavy. And that was another thing that really caused a lot of depression was how heavy it got. But his fat little, heavy, fat little hand, (laughs) there was a picture of him holding a silver anchor and it said hope in the center of it. In his pictures that he had saved on his phone, on his Google. And just that picture with him alone, taking that picture was even more proof to me of what it really, really meant to him. So I now have the same anchor tattoo. My other kids got their own version. They didn't get the same exact one that he had, but the anchor tattoo. And it just, it just hit me so deep that I never understood it until he was gone. So the anchor jewelry, I have the anchor line of jewelry and I I do a lot of metals. I do, it's a brass and copper patina. So I have the anchor and I have a hope bracelet that I do with an anchor. And then on the inside, I have the scripture, Hebrews 619. Mm -hmm. And it's for him. Mm -hmm. So no matter how rocky the seas get and how much your life is being tossed about, you still have an anchor. The anchor, the anchor. Yeah. So it's definitely taken on a different meaning for me after he got passed because I did, I couldn't comprehend what he was saying, but it makes so much sense. It's funny that you talk about the tattoo because, you know, I've told you that my son really clung, clung to be still my, he had significant anxiety growing up. It was quite bad. And he had to be on anxiety medication and he always got anxious and we would always say the Bible verse, be still and know that I am God. 
over and over and over Psalm 46:10. So we would say that again and again. And even in the days before he died when he was trying out for the soccer team, he was so nervous and I said, "Say your Bible verse." And we would say the Bible yeah. verse and so it was constant and so that's such a thing to me why I like to wear the bracelet. Yeah. That reminds me to be still, but I have wanted to get that as a tattoo on my armed so I would have it all the time especially now in COVID I can't wear the bracelet at work so so I I think if I had that on myself just to remind me of what we used to do together it's just for you it's the anchor for me it's be still it's very very similar just I I love it yeah You should. I know my husband is not a fan of the tattoo, <laughs> but I may do it anyway. My, my husband wasn't either. And that's a whole, that's another part of, I have, I'm now in the process of a divorce oh. since that's why I'm living in Florida now that I moved back to my hometown that I was never going to move back to, but I'm back here. But I, I have another thing that I'm walking through, although it's it's really a freedom now. I, I mean, it's a freedom. So, but I went through, you know, some other stuff after Zach passed. I, I could not grieve until I left. Mm-hmm. But even through the midst, <laughs> through, through all of this, you know, I have my, I've renovated this little condo that had been my mother's. And I took it over and I renovated this little place and I just knew, I just prayed, okay, God, I don't know exactly what's going on here. I don't know why I'm back here. I don't know why I'm being separated from my kids. Cause we always, we've always been very, very close. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm just going to keep stepping one foot in front of the other. And mm-hmm. you close the door. If it needs to be closed, open doors. And he's just brought me to this place. I mean, this is my piece. This is my place of peace. I work here in the front room. I've made my own little studio and, you know, in my living room, I have on one side of my TV on the wall, it says, I surrender all the him in a big frame. I surrender all. And then there's Jesus laughing on the other side of the TV because he's so faithful and he's still just as good to me, to my family as he was the day before Zach died. Mm -hmm. And I can say that. Mm-hmm. I allow myself to grieve. I didn't do that whenever my husband passed. I tucked it all down, you know, and had to keep going. So I learned a lesson in that, that during this, I'm going to grieve properly. <laughs> I'm going to do this the right way. So if I feel whatever I feel, y'all better just back up because I'm going to feel it and I'm going to go through it, but I'm going to take Jesus with me. Like we are going to walk this out, even if I feel like I can't feel anything, mm-hmm. but we're going to, we're going to do this. So you're right. It's so important because so many people do tuck it away and it comes back. It comes back in ways that you don't expect it later. So it is, you're better. Yeah. You can't hide from it. No, no. I mean, you can for a while, but it's going to come back to you. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I do. That's the other thing I try to help the other moms with. Like, allow yourself, allow yourself, and don't let anyone put any expectations on you. You lost a part of you. you. Mm-hmm. So how are you meeting other moms? 
Well, I will tell you that whenever you talk about a kind of like a supernatural thing that God just does, it is, I don't know what, I don't mean to laugh because it's, it's not other than his ways are way beyond anything that we ever think of. Well, I will tell you that this, this is my tattoo. You can okay. see my anchor, you know, and this is my warrior sword, which is another story. My daughter got this for me. The month that Zach was getting his anchor tattoo, we went for Mother's Day and this is, mine says warrior and my daughter's says armor up. That was what she wanted because it reminded her to put on her armor. Mm-hmm. And now that's part of the jewelry that we didn't know was coming at that time. But whenever I came here, I came here for an art show in March and kind of got stuck with the pandemic. And that's how God separated me and started doing things. I'm one of my friends, her son actually played baseball with my youngest son and she lost him right after I got here and he was killed in a, in a car accident. Mm-hmm. I was able to go to his funeral and whenever I messaged her, she said, you're the first person I thought of when this happened to me. Yeah. So I went to his funeral by myself and I was able to do the same thing. I put the warrior cuff on her and hugged her and told her how much, you know, I'd, I would just be here. And I coached her on, you allow yourself. And I don't care if you feel like you are not a warrior, you are. Right. You're a warrior whenever you get out of bed. You're a warrior whenever you don't. So I met her and then I had another mom that was her son. I didn't know her, but her son was shot and killed. And this is right after I got here in my, in the hometown I've lived in, you know, I was here for 37 years and one of my friends knew this woman and they set up a meeting for me to meet her at a recording studio here in town. And we witnessed to her and her family and, and just shared and almost gave her that permission. Other moms need that permission to be able to grieve and be mad at God if you feel that in your grief like it's okay because he can handle it so I met with her and her husband and another warrior cuff and then there was another friend that my kids had went to school with her her kids went to school with Zach and Brianna my older two and she lost her son to suicide I have another friend in Texas that just her and her husband lost their three-week-old son whose heart was enlarged so I have her. I have another mom that I met through a friend who lost her 20, he was 27, a lot like Zach, to suicide. And we, we, you know, we're friends on Facebook. Another, it was before Zach died. Zach actually, we wore superhero shirts, but another mom of one of the soldiers that was my husband's soldier, they lost their son and all boys. Mm -hmm. They lost their son to suicide and he was only nine. Wow. In North Florida, right after I got here this year, there was in where my brother lives, and it wasn't even my brother that put me in contact with these women. It was another girl that I've known the family. I don't really know her, but she messaged me and there was a mom that lost her kid to suicide, her son to suicide, and another one, um, he was shot too. He was shot in the chest and a football player. So I was asked to create custom warrior cuffs the girl that purchased them prayed and picked scriptures that she wanted on each one and I was able to have the scripture put on there and even their name I did that for for those two moms in North Florida so and that's whenever I wrote the warrior mama letter that would go out because I realized that not everybody was going to be here 
I've walked out of Lowe's whenever here, right here in town, I walked out of Lowe's one day and I was actually going back out to get something out of my car. Cause I was doing all this renovating and, um, there was this couple behind me and this tattoo, this tattoo is always the door that opens yeah. the conversation, um, to talk about God. And this woman says, Oh, I love your tattoo. And I said, Oh, and I turn around. I said, oh, thanks. You know, yeah, I got this when I was 45 and I got this last year when my son passed and we're walking out of Lowe's and in the conversation, they lost their son to an overdose the month before I lost Zach. Wow. And then we get to talk about God. We get to talk about the times that we're in, in the parking lot of Lowe's. Mm -hmm. And then... <laughs> I mean, I can share this as a podcast. I can share all of this. So I was looking to sell my wedding ring, not because I wanted to, but I had to, to retain an attorney for the divorce that I'm in. This was a couple months ago, which this has been a very long and drawn out thing. And I didn't want to have to get an attorney. I thought we could agree to things, but so I had to get an attorney. I posted my ring on, well, I went to, to some jewelry stores and they really just loved me and they wanted they actually asked me to bring my jewelry into the, these jewelry stores so there would be more affordable things. So God gave me that during this, mm -hmm. in the midst of a yucky kind of situation. And they didn't buy the ring, but a lady messaged me and we wound up meeting a couple days later at another jewelry store here in town. And as we, you know, we, she walks in and she's, we're talking for like just a, I don't know, two minutes maybe. And she asked why I was selling the ring and I told her. And then she saw my tattoo. And I said, oh yeah, I just, my little spiel. And she says, wow, I don't know what I'm going to get yet. I, I've, I haven't figured it out. And I said, oh really? You're going to get a tattoo? She said, yeah, for my son. I lost my son in 2013. And his name was Christopher and he was 32. So I, we stood there in the jewelry store and she said, I don't ever shop on that next door site. I didn't, I mean, I don't even think she was looking for a ring for like as a wedding ring. I don't even know what the ring was for, for her. But she said, I saw this ring and I was so drawn to it. And I said, well, I love the ring. I mean, the ring, honestly, at this point, it isn't anything sentimental and, and I could still wear it on my right hand, but this is where I'm at. And she said, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I was just drawn to the ring. And then that, then we figured out standing there within five minutes of meeting each other, why she was the one who was buying this ring. Mm -hmm. I shared Zach's story with her. She just emailed me the other day and said, I'm just thinking about you. It's the holidays. And I just love your story. And I shared it on my Facebook page and, and God has, whenever I tell you, these are the, these are the experiences that I have since I've been back here. It, every time it blows my mind. It just blows my mind. Mm -hmm. Unexplainable, right? Unexplainable in, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Other than it's just, it's just him. Yeah. So he's good. Mm -hmm. He's good. That's beautiful. You know, one more story that I really want you to tell is something that I read on your website about Eve, about what your friend told you about Eve. And I loved it so much. And I knew you had to tell that story. So if you could do that, that'd be great. Yes. Yes. About Eve. Yes. So during my grieving process, I was in the very, very angry. Mm -hmm. And I was angry at Zach. 
And I said, what in the world were you thinking? Why would you do this to me? Why would you leave me? You knew better. And whenever I, I, I stayed in that, I, like I'm going to process, remember, I'm going to grieve properly. So mm-hmm. I am going to grieve and I'm going to stay in this anger right now because I'm going to process this. Well, this lady was a friend of mine that I did the, the conferences with the ministry. And she kept trying to call me and I, I'm not answering you today because I'm mad and I'm going to be mad. Mm-hmm. I messaged my um, worship pastor, which is our, it was our pastor's son. I said, okay, I need some rock music and I don't want to listen to secular. So I need you to send me a playlist because I'm really mad today. And this is where I just, I'm going to sit right here. Okay, I will. So I was listening to my music and I was staying mad and I was just doing my thing and I did not answer her. She tried to call me on every way she could text me. And then I read one and she said, God wanted me to ask you a question. Well, I don't want to answer because I don't want to know. I don't want to talk about it. Not I'm right here. Because you just want to hang on to the anger. I've, I've been there. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I'm, remember, I'm going to grieve this right. I'm going to grieve the right way. So I'm not rushing this anger. I'm staying right here until I process it. Yeah. So whenever the next morning I woke up and of course I knew that I had to call her, I knew that it was okay. Now I can, I can go through this. So she said, how are you? I said, I'm ready. I'm ready. And I'm already crying. I'm ready. What, what is it? What does God want to ask me? And she said, he told me to ask you if you ever got mad at Eve. And I said, Eve? Adam and Eve, Eve? (laughs) What? She said, yes. Did you ever get mad at Eve? I said, no. Well, no. She said, well, why not? Because she was deceived. I'm not mad. I'm not real mad at Eve. She said, exactly. That's what God wanted you to know. Isaac was deceived. I said, oh, so that was the answer to the anger that I had, the questions that I had for Zach. He was deceived. A little more won't hurt. A little more and you'll be fine. And also on the flip side of that, God answered that in that moment. I mean, like immediately, thank you, Jesus, immediately. And my friend who was also, I mean, she's an amazing minister. She had also been raised in in the Pentecostal church where if you die in sin, you don't make it to heaven. So the reason that it was her that God sent to ask me that question was because she needed to know that Zach was in heaven. Mm -hmm. And that changed her and her ministry in that. I'm sure. And she says, I felt like Zach himself was just like, tell her but that God just downloaded it from her. Yeah, I also like what you wrote too, that just the whole idea that Eve was deceived and she was living in paradise and she was deceived. Zach was not living in paradise. Not no. even close. So no. how much and God easier talk to God and be with him? I like, know. So how much yeah. easier would it be for Zach to be deceived than Eve? Yep. So you should be less mad at Zach than Eve. <laughs> yeah. And you can't even think about me. Imagine being mad at Eve. So no. Anyway, no. it was such a beautiful analogy, and I just 
oh, I needed you to tell that story because I loved that. I've read that on your website and I've told yeah. like several people that story since then <laughs> or sent them to the website whatever. to read it on their own. So yes, I've told I've told many people and they're like, wow, wow. I said, I know, right? That's how God is. Like, that was really good. That, that was really good. Down. Yeah, that broke it down like for anyone to comprehend. Mm-hmm. If I was to tell all the rest of what's taken place just over the past year, he blows my mind. He, he blows my mind. My days are literally, I don't know, from one day to the next. Like, just, I want to say financially, just because I'm still in the, in the process of the divorce that, that's going on. But he's so faithful. He, he really, he provides. He, he's the provider. I mean, I were to tell all the blessings that have come with this little condo and the help and the love and being able to then accept that because I've always been the caretaker for everyone else, but have to step back and say, you know what, I'm loved and they want to do things and I'm just going to accept it. That can be hard to do. Oh, that's very hard to do. Mm-hmm. I, that's very hard to do, but I'm learning. I'm learning because he wants to love on me. He wants to care for me. He he wants me to allow him to do that. So that's and the another way that, he does of, that is through other people. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, you don't so, just magically have the stuff just pop up on your door. He uses people to do that for you. So yeah, mm-hmm. and he and yeah, he's done good. So my jewelry has expanded into. I have two salons in Texas, and one of them was mine. Mine and Zach's best friend. She actually went on the missions trip with him. That was the first little setup to put my jewelry and his picture is in there and his story goes with it. And then I have a little tanning salon and my jewelry is in there in Texas. And I have two salons here in Florida, a little boutique salon, and then another little shop. And then I have the two jewelry stores that asked me to come in because I just, it was just a God thing. It was a God setup, And every place that I'm at, it's all women. It's all women that love the Lord. So he's just, that's awesome. Yeah. So where are these located for listeners that I have in those areas? Coppers Cove, Texas. I have the two salons in Coppers Cove, Texas, which is the, the hair parlor and Pacific tanning. And then in Florida, I have in Fruitland Park, Florida, is Mia Bella Salon. It's a little, now it's turning into a little boutique area that my stuff is going to be in. Actually, I just moved it the other day. So Mia Bella Salon in Fruitland Park, Kay Renee Salon in Oxford, Florida, and then Talk of the Town, Decor, and more little place in Summerfield, Florida. And then the two jewelry stores are in Inverness, Florida. So that is wonderful. And you can order this online too, is that right? Oh yeah, it's just robincarns.com. I'll make sure to put my the link for that on my website too. And Thank so, you. yeah, because That's I really, I, I would love for people to get to see this beautiful jewelry and get something that's made by someone who understands and knows and it's so meaningful. Yeah. Thank you. The other part of that is every time that I create, anything that I create, I am always thinking about who's going to have it, who's going to wear it. And I pray for, I don't care if it's someone buying it for someone. I pray for that person that whatever they need, you know, that God's going to give it to them, that he's going to answer it. So it's not just 
No, it's not just jewelry. Not at all. That's just the bonus. I think we just get to wear pretty stuff, but it's the, it's the people. It's the people that I get to encounter and I get to meet and I get to, I did a, another, I did this yesterday. I went to one of the elementary schools. I have a friend who I've known forever and she'll say, Hey, do you want to come and sell at the school? Like, you know, and, and so I go that I did that last year. And then I went yesterday and I get to see all the teachers and then there might be someone new that don't know the story, but then I have my little setup theirs. And then they're like, Oh my gosh, are you serious? I didn't even know. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. This is why I'm here. This is what I do just to talk about how good God is. I, I just am so blessed. I'm so blessed. Thank you so much for sharing this story and for being on. I just really appreciate hearing it and hearing what you have been able to do really with Zach, you and Zach together to be able to spread this message. Yes. Yeah, so he, he goes everywhere with me and he loved jewelry too. Like he loved bracelets. He loved bracelets. He would, you know, love necklaces. And so I do have, I have a leather bracelet that I do with the hope and, and the little anchor stamp on it, because that would be his, that would be his thing. I hope that other parents are encouraged um, whenever they hear this. I know they will be. Thanks for listening to Losing a Child, Always Andy's Mom. Please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player. We are always looking for new show ideas. If you'd like to be a guest, know someone who'd be a great guest, or have a show idea, please email us at marcy at andysmom.com. Be sure to visit the webpage, andysmom.com, for more content, including Marcy's blog. There you can also sign up to receive updates via email. Together, let's work to inspire hope, one day at a time.